Peace, peace, peace. Welcome, welcome to Out the Box Talks. I'm your host, Krill. What's up, man? Got a live stream tonight. Got a special guest with me. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's good? Up? Got my brother Wordsworth. What's happening, man? man how you doing? I'm feeling great, man. I'm doing real well, man. Uh, everything is well. Everything is well, man. I'm great. That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. So I definitely want to talk to you about this new album. I mean, this new book that you got out, man. Um, I've been seeing like your posts, you know, about the new book. But before we like kind of get into that, I would love for, um, you know, to just give the people out there an understanding of how you got started in hip hop, man. Like just give them a little introduction to yourself of how like this whole idea of you wanting to be an MC got started from the jump. Yeah, well, it, it started from me seeing like my sister and my cousin like doing it. So, you know, they're older than me by, by a couple of years. So uh, my sister was heavy into more so the dancing aspect of it. So she used to dance actually with um, some of the brand Nubian dancers as well back then. And then also my cousin Elliot, he was more like a freestyle, like master with that when I was younger. So I was looking up to them. So mm. I was in like fifth grade. They was they were like ninth grade by then. So I'm looking up to them do it. Wow. And that's really what inspired me to really start rapping. And then uh, I was battling in like fifth grade, battling like sixth graders and stuff like that. But I didn't know what I was saying then. I just was excited to do it just because uh, I think what, what ultimately made me excited to do it was the fact that hip hop does not take a lot of money to do. You know, mm -hmm. like you can start banging on the, the elevator door going downstairs. That, that would happen often. Get outside, you banging on the car hood. You start going into the park, you're bouncing the ball, but then you beatboxing, somebody beatboxing. And you were always able to kind of tap into doing hip hop at any time. And that's what really made me love doing it. Indeed, indeed. And I know you're originally from Brooklyn. That's right. where I first met you. Like we were saying, like, damn, 20 years ago, yeah, man. Yeah, it might be more. It might be more than that. Yo, know? that's crazy, man. I remember um, I met you. We was actually working on a film, which me and my me and my um this 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 dude that I was working with um to produce this documentary, which crazy enough, it ain't even come out yet. <laughs> well, it's gonna eventually out? come out at some yeah. point, man. It's just it just took a different direction. Yeah. Like he moved, actually he moved out of town and um, we just have to get back together and kind of make it happen. But I met you there mm -hmm. and around the time you was, um, you was still like performing at the New York, New York Poets Cafe. Right. In right. fact, you, you did it when, that was when Mirror Music came out okay. and um, you are, you brought Odyssey and Ken Starr on stage and that's the first time I even knew who Odyssey was. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So going all the way back like that, man. But you always been a brother that's been very humble, very much, you know, into the lyrics, into the, you know, the 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 the, the grassroots hip hop scene. Now I know you are in Florida right now, right? Yeah, yeah. What made you wanna like what made you leave this space right here in New York and transition out to the South? Man, my wife, family, they bought a house down here and then I wound up buying a house down here. So mm. it, was really, it was really that support of my wife, you know, wanting to be by, closer to her family. Right. And 
it was it was rough when I got down here at first. I was kind of like, oh man, I'm gonna lose the the vibe and the energy of of New York. But I actually felt like I actually feel now like I actually wound up flourishing more than I would have probably in New York, maybe, maybe, wow. you know, because I moved, I was able to, you know, own a house, buy real estate, and do a whole bunch of other things I'm doing that it may have taken longer to do there. Um, I also didn't get to, I didn't lose touch with all the people in New York because I had the internet. So I was able to do all the music, all the albums I've ever done since I've been here have been through the internet. So, you know, I've been on tour, I've been touring. Uh, when I was touring with Ace, we toured like 15 years straight and I was living down here. Wow. So, so it never stopped my flow like I thought it would because I'm, I'm not the type of person to let anything stop my flow. So that's what I realized. The change of environment, um, if it changes you, then that's that's on you, I think. Like, I feel like I can get put anywhere on earth and I'm going to flourish. That's just my style. I'm not. So I think that's a lot of people's mindset. It's more so like, nah, I can't go this boring here, this and that. I'm more so like, all right, where am I at? Let me figure out how to conquer this. That's a That's a great point, man. And it speaks to you know, the flexibility of an independent artist. Like when you start out as an independent artist, you kind of got to find ways to be creative just from the jump. So that's that's dope that you were able to make that move. Now, you put out a number of projects since Mirror Music, right? Yeah. One thing that I saw consistent with you after Mirror Music was you did a lot of like collabo projects. It was like mostly like a lot of projects with other producers. Yeah. Um, you might have had, I think the last one you did, the brother that you did it with, I think he was a producer, Pearly Gates. He uh Pearl Gates, right? Yeah. He um he produced and he rapped on the album. So what was um what made you like go that route? You know, like and I, I feel like um photo album was yeah. kind of like a combination of producers, but like yeah. after that it was just always collaborating. Like what made you go that route to say, you know, um all of your other projects would be you know, working with producers. All right. Well, um, the, the album out now is Champion Sounds. That's mm-hmm. Pearl Gates. And right. Pearl, Gates, Pearl Gates does produce, but for this album, he didn't. Actually, Quincy Tones from the UK produced the whole That's album. That's right. I just remembered so, that. Me, yeah. me and Gates exchange verses, but he does produce and write and all that other stuff on the side. Um, but what I realized was it was easier to get music done with one mm. person. So... With a photo album was kind of like that that album when I had time and I was gathering pieces from different producers. That album actually helped kind of re- restart my career in some ways because Apollo Brown did a couple of joints on there for me. And at his peak and still at his peak now, the the um, he gave me the Joy and Pain record. He gave what? me, uh, you know what man, I mean? That's my joint, man. Yeah, so that record alone as a... A reintroduction of me kind of set it off, even though we were doing EMC stuff and things yeah. like that, just from a solo perspective. So then um, I had other producers on there, and then it was just like it felt easier to get stuff done with one person. And if if anybody's put together projects with pr- multiple produ- producers, you'll get a producer sometimes can't find the track, gave you the track, can't find the files. It gets kind of crazy sometimes. So. Um, it just felt like an easier way to get things done. And it, I think also it ended up having a project sound more cohesive. Got it. Got it. You know, I, I, I really think that when you do projects with 
another producer. When I was like looking at the list of all the projects that I like, like, or the projects that tend to be like my favorites of the years, it's always like one artist and another producer. Yeah. So I think it's a great formula. It, it tends to kind of always work. So talk to me a little bit about this uh, new book, right? It's entitled New Beginnings. Do I have the correct? Um, yeah, what, what words are worth? What new words are worth? Volume yeah. one. Yep. New beginning. Yep. You got the book up there. Now, I know it's, it's supposed to be based on the New Beginnings album that you did with Donnell Smoke some years ago. Right. Why out of all of the albums you decided to focus on this actual album to write a book after? Well, it was more of like a strategic thought for, to, towards doing it, mm. right? Because I've always been wanting to write books. I actually have an autobiography I've been writing for a while, but autobiographies can take a while. It's just, yeah. it's, I'm evolving and I'm always doing new things. So now, for instance, this would be in there. Yeah. So it's like, I always feel like I'm always doing something and I haven't found the moment when I'm like, now's the time for the autobiography. So over this course of time, I felt us having this time with the pandemic and everything going on, I felt that I owed myself the duty of doing something that I didn't finish or mm -hmm. to start something and finish something that, that would be epic. So I actually chose this, this album because it's my shortest album. Mm. So I said, let me be strategic. Let me choose something that's my shortest album to do this first book. And then that way I actually developed a strategy so the other books will be able to knock out easier as opposed to doing an album that was mad long. Then I'm up there kind of like, well, wow, this is taking a minute. I was able to knock this out. It's 12 songs. It's one right. of my favorite albums. And I was like, this is the way to start it off. And now I got those juices revved up. I can just write the books and knock them out. I have a strategy how I did it. I'm organized with it. And I think that's, I honestly think that's what stops a lot of people from completing the books. Oh yeah. Right? Because you're kind of like, I want to write about this. I want to do this, but then you don't know how to attack it. So I figured out a way to attack it. And I just kind of actually been trying to help other friends and stuff and pass the knowledge on, on a strategy level. Right, of, right. Complete a, a book because it can be discouraging. So that's why I chose that book, shortest, shortest album I have. And I felt it was a good way to get started. Word, word. How many pages um, is in the book? It's a hundred pages. It's a hundred. So it's pretty simple, straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What would you say is like, like in the process of actually writing the book, what were some things that were revealed to you that kind of had you in awe? Um, I think me looking back at it now, mm. um, that I think I felt looking at it like, man, I actually can write books. Mm. <laughs> you know I'm saying because when you when you're writing it right. It's, it's a lot of things that come with writing the book that makes you very apprehensive. Right. right? There's a lot of, um, there may be some self-doubt, like, am I explaining this correctly? Am I right, writing right. this properly? How do I sound to people? Mm. Do people think, are, are people going to think I'm dumb the way I'm saying it or my choice of words, what it is? Um, so I think those were a lot of the apprehensions that came across when, when writing the book. And what I found out was that if I felt it was as potent to me, mm -hmm. and I felt it resonated with me, my, my thoughts, and I thought it was something I should share as if I was giving advice to a friend, then why not just write it? 
So if I saw something mm-hmm. like, yo, this is what I would say to somebody, let me just put it down. I'm gonna write this. This is what okay. I would say to somebody if you asked me about it. And the more I did that, um, I just I just also made sure I had the thesaurus open. That's an easy tip wow. that I would suggest. Yeah. You know, I had that there because some people may not feel like they're gonna have the, the uh, you know the vocabulary. So it was even me. I don't want to use the same things, but I want to express a lot. So I made sure I had different different strategies that right. as I'm doing it, okay, I can actually finish this and actually have something to say mm. and it resonate. Wow. You know, when I think about this idea of you writing this book and it, it kind of complements this album, it, it makes me think about like, if someone were to go back and listen to this album, because I think it came out of like in 2015, right? Some years ago, like about five years ago. Do you feel like they'll have a different experience with the music by actually reading the book? Definitely. Or enhance the experience with the music? Yeah, it definitely will. I had somebody actually uh, post that. They said, man, there was some lines I didn't catch. Yeah. And, you know, it gave me a deeper uh, deeper meaning and feeling now when I listen to the album, it's totally different because that was my intention of writing the book because there are people that'll never hear my music, but, but a book can get discovered by somebody that's just an avid reader. So, you know, a book I can probably give to somebody that's like 80 years old that is never going to hear my music, but still find me to be as potent as a, of a writer. Right. So I felt the book was a, a great bridge um, to also, I feel the name, having the name author next to my name as hip hop artist and rapper holds a high regards as I'm actually evolving in my career. The things I want to do, I think it was important to have the author title too. Mm. So, How long did it take you to write it? It took me a month and a half. About a wow. Yeah. So you really... You really had that strategy planned out. I, I like yeah. that. Yeah, because uh, the pandemic hit. So wow. I did it. I wrote it during the during the pandemic. So yeah. like the end of March, I was probably done March, April, probably like a little after the end of April, probably like that. Um, and it was really, honestly, like I, I'm a person that's really with, if I'm focused on it and I'm going to get it done, I'm pretty much going to get it done. That's beautiful. So uh I woke up every morning and sat at the table, man. Every morning. Every <laughs> like, morning. But every morning, man, I had the same routine. I made some some uh vegan sausages and some waffles. <laughs> I sat there with a bottle of water. I had my phone, I had the computer, I had my iPad. All oh. three. And I would check some interviews, things to get motivated by, and, mm. and I would write. And then I just kept writing. And I did that every day from like, I would probably say March 20th. I did it every morning, man. Every morning I was there. And I just kept going and going and going. And I figured the more I kept writing and just kept coming back day by day, it would basically be like I was making a cake, right? So I put one layer, come back, next layer, and I got to it. Wow, that's awesome, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it, it makes me think about uh, somebody was saying the other day, if you if you haven't, you know, made some strides during the pandemic, you know, like you must have been wasting your time. For real. Yeah. yeah at, at least if you had the time, you know, I know some people, a lot of people dealing with like challenges and, right. you know, difficulty with loved ones and stuff. But like 
for those that did have the time, I, I say for me, you know, I started doing the Out the Box Talks podcast more frequently. And last year I was doing it, Um, you know, it wasn't as consistent as I would have liked it. Yeah. You know, but then, I, you know, uh, this year it just gave me the time. You know, I was I was home a lot and I was able to really um just kind of kind of bang them out and stay consistent because consistency is a big deal, man. The fact that you got up every morning every and like stuck to that, like talk about that, like the discipline that it took for you to, you know, stick to it. Like you have this goal, even though it's a shorter, you know, there's a shorter strategy in getting this out there still takes a level of discipline. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I look at it like once I put something out there that I'm going to do it, I hold myself to, to high regards and accountability. I'm just very high right. with accountability. Then me posting it to the fans on Facebook, they held me to an account accountability too. They held me very, nice. very much accountable, you know? So yeah. every morning I was doing updates about where I was with the book. Got which, it. Which pushed me to make sure I finished the book. Got it. Got so it. I got closer to being towards the end. I would be like, yo, I'm on, I'm two more chapters. And people were like, yo, can't wait. Can't wait. Beautiful. So, so I think uh, a, a discussion I've been having with a lot of my friends is uh, find a partner. Right. Find a partner that you can call every day when you're working on something or every other day or whatever that will hold you accountable. Because I think that's why we don't finish a lot of things because sometimes we could fall amongst ourselves and just kind of yeah. like, you know, I'm gonna fall back today. Um, that's kind of that's kind of what why it works for me as far as me having somebody like the the fans able to help me stay accountable. Um, right. But on top of the fact that I want to leave some of these things part of my legacy, I'm kind of mm. self motivated anyway. So once I say I'm going to do it, I, I hold myself to that standard of wanting to do that myself anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm just driven like that because of just wanting people to have stuff that I leave for a legacy. Man, that's wonderful. Wonderful, man. Now, I know that you're out there in Florida, like you said earlier, and there was a story that circulated. I don't know if it was like earlier this year or late, late last year that um, you're actually a school teacher. You yeah. know, and you actually enjoy it. Talk to me a little bit about what it is you exactly do uh, and, um, you know, what 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 makes it fulfilling for you? Yeah, I actually teach uh, TV, film and music production. Mm. And um, my school, Okamic, we started uh, we, we actually applied for a grant and they won a significant amount of money in the grant. And when I was working, I actually was a reading teacher. And once the grant money came, everybody kind of knew what I was about. Mm -hmm. And it pretty much just gave me kind of like, you know, support to design the classroom and the curriculum. Mm. So it's like a, it's like a one of one. If you, if you, you know, see my classroom, you would, you would be like, yeah, like wow. I, honestly, it's, it's one of one pretty much. Um, so I designed it, so I teach TV production, how to write for TV. We film in the classroom, school news. We won five awards last year, nine wow. for nine. Um, we won for two for best music videos, best news production, um, best documentary, and best PSA. Wow, so, that's huge. Yeah, man, so that was last year. We won at the Lee County Awards for that. So 
I teach all of those. I teach, and then in film, I teach a lot about like, um, you know, angles and a lot of things like that. And then the music production, we have a full blown studio in the classroom. Wow. Full, full blown high tech studio in the classroom. And I just, I just bounce around all three and then all three actually complement each other. Right. In today's age, us doing this right now, so on and so forth. So it's just really about um, helping the kids with visualizing and being able to kind of interpret what's in their mind and bring it out to the, to the world. Right. So. Right. So yeah, you're, you're, um, you're helping to bring out their creativity in a sense, you know, um, do, does any of your students like, are they familiar with your, like your, <laughs> your MC background, like the lyricist lounge days? Like, are they like, do maybe their parents might know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. how's that? Hmm. Some of them are. Um, a lot of kids, they find out gradually because from what I found out, every teacher, the kids look up through the, <laughs> like on the internet. So that's what they do. Like they find out who you are. Kids are going to, they just automatically Google like every teacher. They, wow. The kids will tell me stuff about teachers I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? So wow. that's how it is. So they'll Google me just based off of my name to see about me. And then they'll be like, Oh snap, he did this. He's a rapper. He did this. Mr. Johnson. This is you. This is this and that. I ignore it for a little while. I'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about right now. We gotta finish this, you know. But um, yeah, so and then a lot sometimes the parents, so on and so forth. And just uh me being active with doing certain things, uh, some people that follow me, I po I post about it, you know, so I promote the things that I got currently going on, and then it all goes hand in hand. So wow. It, it helps a lot. I think the main thing that helps me with the kids is that I've done a lot of kids things. So I did the SpongeBob movie soundtrack that came out, Dexter's Laboratory hip hop CD, did a Dino wow. Five kids cartoon. And then currently I'm on Netflix right now with me and Prince Paul and Peabody and Sherman. So- Wow. Talk so, about that. Talk about the, the the stuff that you've done. So you said you, you um, you know, you you on Netflix, right? With uh, is that with Prince Paul? You said, yeah. On okay, sure. but just tell me a little bit about the other stuff, like, cause it seems like I'm curious to know, like, what your contributions were. Particularly, did you like do any like rapping or writing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie soundtrack, have a song on there called "A Bubble Party." If you go on YouTube, they actually made a video for it, and you hear me rapping, and it's a whole real video. Yo. Um, I didn't and, know that. Wow. And then the Dexter's Laboratory Hip Hop Experiment, I did a song called Back to the Lab again. That's pretty big for that. Um, and this is all with Prince Paul helping me and uh, Michelle, my publishing administrator, putting it together. And then we did an album called The Dino Five. That's me, Charlie Toon, The Scratch of the Roots, and Ladybug Mecca, produced by Prince Paul. So wow. just me building the accolades of the cartoon aspect when the Peabody and Sherman situation came about uh, from my publisher administrator, Michelle, and me and Prince Paul had the same publisher and administrator, and we have success doing these projects. It was kind of like, get these guys. So um, yeah. yeah, check it out. It's uh, episode two on season one. So you can check it out. You'll see me there as myself. That's what's up. As a cartoon. So uh, those are some of the things that I've been doing from an aspect that got kids into that. And then also been doing movies and TV stuff too along the way. So like Power, last season of Power, 
Uh, me and Gates, we're in a group called The Idea. Uh, that's me, Gates, Range, uh, Scott, Scott, Scott Carter. Uh, they call him Robot Scott. He actually did some of Kanye's recent stuff and Jacqueline Constance. We got so music on there, CSI, NCIS. Wow. A song called Reloaded. You can look up. It's on the... Um, so on iTunes, that's been in there. And then actually right now, St. Judy, the movie that's on Stars, I got this song, Me and Sticks Bones. We have the song that's at the credits. So as soon as the, the movie ends, it's me rapping right there. Wow. So wow. those are the things that I've been doing beyond yeah. music, you know? Brother Florida did you good, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, you know what? Warm it's weather. And you those know, types of opportunities. Tell you, let me tell you, I'll be yeah. I thank my wife for, for, for saying, yo, you know, coming down here. There's always the sisters, when I, man. When yes. I got down here, I thought it was a rap. I was like, yo, what am I gonna do down here? Like, really? And then I just, like I said, I realized like, that's just not in me like that. You can, yeah. put, you can put me anywhere and whatever. I'm always gonna try to find the bright, the brighter side to it. And how can I help the situation and, and, and bring my talent to enhance wherever I'm at, as opposed to like looking like I'm gonna go there and it's gonna kill my dreams. It's more so like, how do I, um, I guess, transform my dreams or insert my dreams into my environment? Yeah, indeed, indeed. You know, I, I wanted to ask you uh, a little bit about family life, right? Cause I know you're a father, right? Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, you. yeah, yeah, your father, um, you know, you married, you know, got the family happening. How has that, had an impact on your outlook on life? You know, if you just think back of where you came from and, and where you are now, how has just the idea of, you know, being that type of response, having that type of responsibility had an outlook on your life and your artistry today? Yeah, I think what I realized is just actually understanding the power in building memories. Mm. And me being an artist younger, when you're the young artist and you're coming up and as I was thriving, doing my thing, it's very selfish because you feel as the hustler's mentality of everything and every moment you're working towards your dream to get this big lotto ticket to feed the family. So you get into this zone of sometimes just having to be all you. And it's very difficult to balance that. So um, I was fortunate to, to be able to do a lot of that and then once I started teaching and so on and so forth, it kind of mm -hmm. like all worked together because now I'm able to be home and teach. And I've been here during my daughter's formative years. Mm. So that was very, very important to be there for that. I missed a lot of birthdays and anniversaries being on the road and on tour. And, you know, my wife held it down for me. So it's just that I think I realized the mentality. You just got to try to find that balance of, of craft and memories as an artist with your family because you do um you get this rush from the chase and the chase can't replace mm. you know what i'm saying so and that's just kind of the mentality whether it's it's music art it could be you know you doing your show and whatever the case may be sometimes the chase for the next big thing and um it'll just kind of like um hinder hinder things but yeah. I, I talk about that in the book on like how they had to trade off a lot for me to go do what i did mm. to become who i am right 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 you it's know? always a sacrifice man it was huge sacrifice and stuff people just never know about 
you know, but you you've been so good at like when I listen to your music, not only are you a skilled lyricist, like a lot of your music talks about like real life stuff and you put it together very poetically, too, which is definitely dope to recognize you for. Like you don't just write about relatable stuff, but sometimes you put it together in creative ways, too, so that the, the listener that's really into the lyrics, you know, gets that experience. So. Yeah. yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. I mean, when I when I write it, I just try to like always think of ways and angles for it to reflect a mutual thought. But now it doesn't always have to be me, you know. Like I feel like, you know, I'm just a I'm I'm a I'm a vessel, a messenger for for all my experiences and being able to convey it for somebody that's dealing with whatever you know mm. somebody may be dealing with that somebody dealing with this so then how can i uh, what's my purpose for being able to make this music right if we all mm. already know what music does how it heals how it unites how it communicates and the impact it has i need to be responsible in whatever i'm going to say and how i'm crafting it so that way it can impact and cause a rippling effect. See, that's, mm -hmm. that's my whole thought process is I don't impact, I don't think that everything I'm doing now is going to impact maybe the same day as I kind of look at it as 20 years, 30 years from now, when I'm not here, somebody will bump into the book or the music and then that's how it goes. Yo, that, that's so true. I, I just interviewed brother Cy Marshall Law from Jersey and he, one of the things he said was, um, you know, he doesn't focus on the outcomes anymore. Right. When you, and I think that's what you were alluding to a little bit earlier. Like when you get so caught up in the next thing or, you know, what's to come, you kind of lose touch with the present, you know? Yeah. And um, it's so dope to just be at a place where you feel comfortable, you know? Because I could imagine there was probably a time maybe a few years ago where you felt like, you know, you needed to get to this point in your career. But it seems like you're more relaxed now, like you're comfortable with the way life has panned out. And, you know, they, I mean, it doesn't mean that that's it for you. I'm sure there's a lot more coming. Nah, but yeah, I know what you mean. Nah, I know what you mean, man. Yeah. It's a roller coaster. This whole Word. thing, the whole game is a roller coaster. So um, I would say it, it, a lot of it to sustain dealt with people recognizing my skills and saying, yo, why don't you come do this? yo, you ill, why don't you come do this? And then right. me also, ha also having a lot of self-assessment and self-awareness and self-realization of where I was in my career. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I try to tell people like, you know, let's say you're an underground artist. You know, I've, I've seen people that, that I know that aren't as hot as they maybe was at once, but they're pressing up like 6,000 records. And it's like, what are you going to do with that? You right, know, right. I'm more of a realistic person with it. I'm more so like, all right, I'm gonna press up this amount, sell that, and do the flip. Or mm -hmm. this is where, I, where I'm at with what I'm doing, and how do I maximize what I have and where I'm at, um, as opposed to letting my ego tell me where I should be. Mm -hmm. you no, know, and the pride and aspect of what people think and where you should be can affect the fact of how you approach doing things. Right. I'm, I'm mad comfortable with how I approach doing things and who I am. So I'm just going to make the music the best way I can. I'm going to do this the best way I can and go about it like that. And um, I don't do stuff out of desperation. Nice. I'm not in that position to have to do it out of desperation. I do it out of the fact that I enjoy it and I love it. Um, so I think that also plays into the fact that I'm able to 
put the quality into the things I do because of just uh, being able to take my time and harness my skills. Right, right, right. You know, when I think about you and just your history in hip hop, right? Like you came up in a time that the kind of, the raucous era was kind of booming. You know, you got, you, you, you on records with MF Doom, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember that track that um, C Ray's Walls um, put out, you was on that. And you know, you just, you're, you're amongst some of the, the greatest in terms of like, like raw hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Um, actually, yeah, that, the, joint, the joint you was on too, I think you on two joints with Doom. I think you was on a, the, the Prince Paul joint too, right? Paul, yeah, I'm on that. Yeah. But I think that's the only one I, I did with Doom. And it's so wild because- oh, Okay, I might've been wrong about the, the C-Ray's Walls joint, yeah. Yeah, I think about yeah. it now and I'm like, I don't even realize that I had did the joint with Doom until like sometimes I think about it. Because you know, it's just, it's like, I remember doing the record and I know I have that record, but I don't, yeah. it doesn't even hit me sometimes. Like, yo, I did do a record with Doom, you know? So that's kind of, it is kind of dope for me. Yeah, but I mean, I just threw out that name. Obviously Doom is like my favorite MC, but like you, you're among a, a, a set of elite like MCs. And right. I always wonder like, um, did you ever feel like, you know, your career could have went a different way. Cause I know you started out, you was actually on a lyricist lounge show. Right. Did you ever feel like, you know, that at a point your career could have went a different way where you might've been more recognized or more known. And at what point did you say, you know what? It's all good. I'm gonna just go this way. Man, it's a, it's a great question. So how I see it is um, I pretty much was the first of the first in my family or to do a lot of that stuff. Like the mm -hmm. show was the first of, first time in Hollywood. Um, I looked at, I look at it like, um, there's gonna be a lot of us are LeBrons. I feel like I'm, I'm a LeBron, right? And at that time, I didn't have the right team as far mm -hmm. as uh, maybe like, I didn't probably have the right uh, epic manager, agent or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever I had, I had being right. lonely or whatever the case. So I don't think like I always had maybe the proper um, people around me, which is fine. You know, sometimes that's how it is, right? So I, I kind of look at it as a sports in a way. There's gonna be athletes like a Tracy McGrady, a T-Mac, incredible, right, <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? But T-Mac hasn't always had, you know, the opportunities or the team or whatever he needed around him to get in the ring, right? So in that regards, how I equate my career is more so um, I may not get the ring as the player, but I can get the ring as the coach. Mm. So I kind of look at it like, like that. that. So that's my mindset now is um, still being able to get rings, but in a different mindset of, okay, as the player rapping, 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 I did this and I'm still rapping, but now I see that my rings come differently. So like, like the book, that's a ring for me. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So my rings are, are looked at from a different perspective. So that's kind of how my ideology is with it now. It's kind of just looking at it like that. Like, okay, I played the game and I got this certain legacy from it. So now, boom, now I got to move on, but I'm still in the game. But from now I need to come from maybe a cerebral aspect or a different Definitely. aspect of doing it to get the rings and still be just as valuable as the player, if not more. Wow. So that's kind of how I look at it. So. The last time um, the name EMC came up, 
was for me particularly was when I interviewed uh me and my co-host A Level, we interviewed Master Ace. I want I think it was like last year. And you know, I was asking him, I was like, yo, when 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 we gonna get another EMC record? <laughs> and um I think he said, you know, he I, I think his words was that um he um he he wants to make sure he has the time. Yeah. Because he was working on promoting that 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 record with him and Marco. Right. Uh, but he said he wanted to make sure he gave it his, you know, his special dedicated time. Any update on when we might get another EMC album? I mean, I always love to hear y'all brothers like collaborate and get down. I mean, and maybe let people know a little bit about who EMC is for people that might not know. Okay, yeah, EMC is a it's a group collective of me, Master Ace, and Strickland, um, and. We did an album called The Tonight Show. We did an album called The Show. We did an EP called um, The Turning Point. And we, we, we always are discussing things like that. I'll be honest, we, we talk every day, like in a group. We got the group chat, you know, so we talk every day as brothers. But a lot of the talk, honestly, don't be nothing about music. I'll be honest with you, like, you know, dudes, wow. I, don't, I don't even hear Ace's albums until they like, come out kind of like that's how <laughs> and they don't hear like we don't even discuss music like that it's more that's like yeah, yeah it's like he'll send me something yo hop on this and i'm like right, i send him something you hop on this and then the albums come out and then we download the album and that's when we hear the whole album even though we talk every day so it's beyond way beyond music that dudes don't even talk about music talk about life stuff um but we do talk about we've been talking about an emc situation it's more so um you know, narrowing down the producer for it. So that's what we kind of been looking into it too. Who's the producer um, and, you know, listening to beats. So we, we it's, it's always bouncing around. Yeah. So it's, it's always happening, you know, right now I'm working on another so a uh, couple of solo different projects and okay. then also a group project with Superstition. Me and Superstition got an album done. Same uh, word. Yeah, we got a whole, whole project like near completion. So I actually was just writing the rhyme for that now. The rhyme is on my screen, pretty much. Yo, um, Super is one of them dudes that I feel like don't get the credit, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like his music has been about that too. Like he's like mentioned that sometimes in his music too. But like I've been I've been listening to him since like probably like 2004, 2005, yeah. man. Like, and what I love about him is like he's just so like. He's, he reminds me of like, like Fonte in a way, not, not to compare him to Fonte, but like his music just really resonates with the everyday person. You know what that's, I mean? That's, that's, that's exactly what, what he wrote yeah. about. So, um, I mean, the, the reason why the project came about is because um, me and him appeared on multiple songs and, and even currently we've been getting calls to be on the same song a lot. So, you know, one day he was like, yo, man, it's like we mercenaries for hire, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he do a song. If somebody hit me about a feature, he's already on the song. Somebody hit him about a feature, That's I'm dope. already on the song. So after a little while, I was like, I called him up. I said, yo, man, we should really just do an album together. Like we already get called to be on all these features together. It almost just plays into it naturally. Um, so I, we just started doing joints and man, we got some, we got some crazy joints, man. So wow. we got, we got a nice amount done and we're just kind of still doing it because we got time right now to kind of still mold it, you know? Um, but 
Yeah. What's man. the likelihood of how soon we will get to see it? I think um what's this? This is July. Maybe like early next year, man. You know, because right now, right. you know, you can't really go out and do videos and right, 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 right. It, like it probably that. took a little halt. Yeah, you know, the, we still yeah. do the music and we still record every weekend and, and so on and so forth and write ideas. Like I said, I, I got a verse I gotta record tonight. Um, and stuff like that. But like overall, it's just kind of like you want to do a video being able to be next to each other too, like in the mm-hmm. video. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to do videos we both apart. The whole every video is just he there, I'm here. So once things get better and, and to that point, I think that's when we feel it'll be the optune time. Dope, dope, dope. You know, um it's another question I wanted to ask you. That's dope, though. I'm looking forward to that 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 project when it does release. Actually, I remember now. I remember I was just in a in a mode of just like, yo, I'm gonna just put something out there, and if it happens, it happens. I remember one time tweeting. I don't know if you remember this, but I tweeted from my Out the Box Media Twitter page that I think you should do an album with Apollo Brown. And um, I would love to do that. I put it out there. I didn't really hear anything back. I think you might have seen it, but I didn't really hear anything back. But I mean, that was just one time, you know, and yeah. and that 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 mentality came to be after that track he did with you on. um, Was it the photo album? I yeah, can't remember yeah. the name of the track, but it was on a photo album. Joint paint. And he also did um, the joint with I got Ace on there. Uh, Vanish. He did Vanish. Vanish. On yeah, oh, that was another man. dope track. Uh, I think it was a combination of those two that made me say, yo, but Paulo Brown is just dope overall, man. Yeah, like he and, just and, and you're right though, me and Ace was on his album. We right. had that money joint. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it just yeah, I, I mean I would I, love to see something like that happen, man. I'm putting it out there again, man. Apollo Brown, I know you're doing big things, man. Right, but right. of course I would love to see Brother Wordsworth, man. man, like on oh, that, man. yeah. I, I go crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I feel like a lot of things in life, like a lot of people, as far as when people say, "Man, you should be here," or "You should be doing this," and why this person ain't doing this for you or doing this or that, I kind of feel like you just don't don't worry about what other people are doing. You just do your thing, and that person does their thing, and you you'll meet up. That's you know all. And you meet up. That's just yeah. how it is. You know? In due time. If it is to be, it'll be. You know what it's I'm saying? Fair, you know? Yeah, man. The hip hop, the hip hop fan in me was like, yo, that would be so dope, you know. Yeah. But I fan think fans. yeah, what what I think is like, but whatever, whenever you do put out music, like I said, man, I'm a lyric head, so I, I listen and I you always bring it, you know what I mean? Like when 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 you I mean, it's been you put the last album you put out was in 2019, so it was last year. Yeah. Um, what, 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 what usually happens for you to make you say, you know what, it's time for me to put out an album? Is there a feeling that you generally go through, or is there something that indicates to you, okay, it's time for me to drop something new? Like, how is there a pattern to your releases? Now, now it's been, I would say the past five years, it's definitely a, a more call to action in regards to, uh, I can't complain about what's out if I'm not putting out stuff. Mm. So I, I held myself more accountable to making sure I have a project every year. 
So that's kind of where it is. So like right now, you might you might have gotten a superstition album or so with me and him. Right. What things are. So it would have been kind of on schedule. Yeah. But now it may be like a year later, which is cool. Um, but I felt like I don't want to be one of those people complaining about what's going on and not contributing. So I'd rather contribute than complain. So yeah. that's more so how I had to look at it as far as um, my output of music and what I'm doing and just kind of like being being more with what the times are, right? Like putting an album out, dudes be putting albums out every couple of months or so on and so forth. So just being more prolific with what I'm doing, I just feel like I should hold myself more accountable to putting out projects um, of some value and quality so that way my my contributions is the way I speak up. Mm. So if I give you examples of different music and stuff like that, then you have something to compare it to. But if you're sitting there complaining and not giving people something to compare it to, you're pretty much um, basically not really contributing to the conversation and make an impact. Mm. That makes so much sense, man. And, and, and very um, a very humble perspective. So I appreciate that. You know, I wanted to ask you, being that you're such a dope lyricist, you know, and you put so much thought into your writing, if you had to think back of, you know, the music you wrote, like what is what is some of the like tracks that you 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 think back and you're like, man, that was dope. Like what's like with your favorite lines or songs that you've written that, you know, you always kind of like, oh, you always kind of marvel at. I, w- I would say I know there's certain verses that, that got me here. So, you know, the, the tribe verse on the Love Movement album, um, that got me That's here. Right. The Black Star verse, Twice in a Lifetime. That's right. That 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 got me here. Um, Disposable Arts, Block Episode, that got me here. Um, and then some of my, my favorite songs that I've written personally, um, the Mirror Music album got me here to- Oh, yeah. But for, for probably, the rest of my career because that album actually broke a stereotype of a battle rapper for me. That was the album that established me as a songwriter and, right. and storyteller. So I was able to, it wasn't no more underground. It was like, yo, he's a storyteller. Yeah. So I was able to shed that and that was very fortunate. So that album alone and me doing that, I got an XL and double XL for that. So wow. that in itself was able like, when that happened, I was like, Yo, I did it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, you know, back then, once you was that backpack underground, it was like if you got labeled that forever, it was pretty much a rap for for real. Now it's more so like, okay, storyteller. That's what people identify me with. Right. Um, so those are the moments. My favorite songs, though, I would say is probably the oldest. Mm. Um, test test of time, which is on was in, in the book. Um, the oldest, the test of time. Um, I would say, of course, joy and pain, man. That that yeah, joy and pain. That, like that. that one it was uh, helped helped a lot. Um, man, this there's a uh, twelve months. I like the rhymes in twelve months and the story in that one day. One day, yeah. One day, that's a big one. Um, Yo, Mirror Music was really, really dope, man. I, I, I remember when I when Mirror Music came out, 
it was one of the few albums at that time where I actually like sat and listened through, like, I mean, like track for track for track. And it, 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 it had so much heavy content in there that like, it's not one of those projects that you could just listen to and be like, okay, there's no replay value. Like it's one of them projects that you could definitely continue to listen and find new things, experience new things. I, I thought that would have been the book, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it'll be a book though. Cause remember this is volume one. Right, right, right. So it's, I like that idea. Yeah. It's going to be there. Uh, yeah. I actually been talk, talking about it already, but, um, the other song on that album, which is one of my favorites, is Be A Man. Yes, I remember that. And that song to this day gets played on my statements. I see that still. And um, I think that record, the content in that still resonates with brothers. Like, you know, asking my, my niece for money to help buy my mom's birthday gift and all the things like that. Um, so the messages in there, I think, were just valid and and just kind of mature and that's mm -hmm. kind of how i've always looked at what i'm writing just kind of like putting myself in somebody else's shoes right a lot of times and i think that's what's helped me maintain wow that's amazing man so the book is out where where can people find the book is it on like a website of yours or is it uh, it's on this uh this is the book right here and you can get it on uh amazon you get, there's a digital copy. A digital ver okay. The digital version, uh, the paperback version is there. Um, it's been doing pretty well. A I'm lot gonna of get people. that digital version so I get get it one time. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I need. I I want to get the physical too, but I sometimes I don't like waiting, so I'm gonna get the ah, physical. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, digital, the digital download. Um, and then a lot of people just been supporting it on. Man, it's been. I think it's put a new light in, light on me on the basis of. Like I said, man, the music is one thing, but there's a lot of people that will never listen to my music, even if they're close friends and family. It's mm. just what it is, you know? And I'm cool with that. It's nothing personal. It's just that the forums that people like to consume things are different. Some mm. people like to listen to, uh, I'm, I'm working on an audio book too for it, and it's me doing it. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ace did the forward in my book, and he did his part for the audio book. So you'll have that. So I'm I'm finishing up the audio book. So people that like it in that forum, people that just, like you said, the digital. I got the digital. I got it on my iPad and my phone. Just of course, yeah. Because I'm, I'm just amazed that I have it myself, you know? Yeah. So just really preparing stuff for those different forums. Um, a lot of the people that work at my school, teachers and, excuse me, so on and so forth, they supported it and you know, avid readers. So it was able to give them that because a lot of them may not listen to my music at all, but the book is kind of like, okay, I can see, oh, okay, what he's writing. Yeah. Which is what I wanted to really unveil. Um, I felt I want to have somebody go up there on stage and it's cool when somebody goes up there and they're able to open up the book and say, this is a poem from this. You know, we've all seen that. It's just a, it's a certain power to that. Mm, mm, mm. You know, you, you spoke about Ace and I, I it, it just brought this to my attention. Like Ace is such like a big brother, it yeah. seems like to you and just to his his whole aura. You know what I'm saying? It's just like this this OG in the game that, you know, could pass the knowledge on. Like talk a little bit about your relationship with him and um, how 
his influence on you, you know, had a positive impact on you? Well, it's funny, man, because yesterday I was going through some of the, I think it's the 30th anniversary of Take a Look Around. So that I think it's of that. So me and, me and Gates, I was going through some stuff and I was listening to it. And I looked back at the track list. I was like, yo, you got some crazies on here. I was looking forward to buy it on iTunes. But I was able to remember when my mom bought me the cassette and I sat mm. there and read the credits. So I have a whole story about that whole album that I was able to tell Ace about when I bought it. Wow. Which is dope. So I'm able to talk to a lot of my friends sometimes about me buying the album and how it feels because I don't know if they know how that felt for people to buy their product and say, yeah, yeah. and actually be friends with the people kind of, you know? So um, being around Ace, I learned so much about life and about the business. You know, him taking us on tour uh, in 2001, from 2001 to 2015, I toured with Ace every year overseas. You know what I'm saying? And him taking me on tour also helped to sustain my career because yeah. I, it helped build up my visibility every year, every country, every city. You know, um, it, it brought me places I've never been. I was able to build up my sustainability, help me feed the family and so on and so forth. So he definitely is his big brother and I can call him and ask him about things because he's experienced it before me, right? He's been in the game before me. So he's probably right. seen, it's like him being on the court, you know, if, if we had to look at a LeBron Kyrie, I would probably be like a Kyrie, you know, right, right, right. LeBron, and he has that vision, you know, to yeah. be like, move over here, over here and not even look and pass me the ball. You know what I'm saying? So I look at it like that as far as being able to tap into his his instincts and experience about uh, things I should do in my career and things like that. Um, and then I would say just the confidence in what I'm doing, I got from him too, as far as he, he'll do a whole album, I, I won't hear the album, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and, and I'll do my whole album, he won't hear it, and there's no offense there. Or Gates will do a whole album, or Strick is working on music. Like, we don't even talk about music so much because yeah. we're more confident in the fact that we're going to do what we do, but we're all concerned about each other's well-being and daily activities, you know? So that's that's how it is. Dope, dope, dope. When, when was the last time you actually was on tour with, with Ace? I was on tour with them five years ago, right before I started. Wow. Yeah, Was that with EMC? It was with EMC. EMC. Got it. When I got hired to teach. I actually had a tour already booked and, you know, I like to sh got to shout out my principal because she, she was like, uh, you know, she okayed for me to go on that tour. Oh, wow. A lot of, a lot of t uh, principals ain't having that, you know what I'm saying? But, word, word. you know, um, you know, I, I got hired by uh, Miss Poindland and then Miss McMillan is the principal, but Miss Poindland interviewed me. She, she fought, she was like, I want him to get hired. And then Miss McMillan was like, cool. So they hired me. And when they first spoke to me over the phone to about coming in to get interviewed to teach, they thought I was at home playing video games. And I was like, nah, I was, I was actually in a tour van in Brazil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they, they thought the noise or whatever, I was just like, nah. But meeting me, you don't know how serious I take that stuff wow. until I actually probably work with you. 
So not until I really got into the school or they asked, or when I went on a tour and I came back and people kind of see what I do now or people kind of can see my bio, a lot of people I work with don't really know what I do because I, mm. I don't go to the job and bring up my music at all. I'm only in there focused on the best thing for the kids and that's yeah. all I care about. Like once, I'm, once I go in that building, my, my whole day stops, you know what I'm saying? I don't answer my phone for like eight hours. I'm straight in there. I ain't on no texting, ain't nothing like that going on. I'm, I'm 100% in. And then when I come out, it's the same thing. So I, I shut that off and then I've got to be dad and so on and so forth. Right, right, right. You know what Talk I'm to saying? me about how you how you manage that, right? Because that's that's a lot to balance, right? Like you, you have this identity as an artist, right? Which is not no small thing right like you you might not be as famous or as popular as certain people but you got your you got your um what does that say you got your stripes in the game like yeah. people know you you know what i mean to a degree and at the same time you you know you you're you're, you're working as a teacher in a school and then you got a balanced family like how is that how does that work for you like what did you ever did you get to a place where you found like your your order and all of that? Yeah, let me tell you, man, there was a time when I was, this is before teaching, this was during the tour times. And I felt I needed to have a schedule. So I made a schedule for myself as if I had a nine to five. So I would take my, my daughters to school in the morning, then I would get back and then I would write rhymes from nine to, 12 then I would do an hour like lunch break and play 2k and then from 12 oh, you time to you got time to get 2k in huh <laughs> I did that but that was my lunch break so I, okay. I, I did it like that like because right, right. I, I needed discipline because as artists with such scatterbrain and when you're an artist you get on this vibe of waking up when you want to and you mm. just you just all over there's no structure really with that there's been no structure with that and you get to a point you might enjoy it to the point you become complacent or lazy. And that's not, that's not my style. Yeah. So I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it as if I had a regular nine to five. So that's exactly what I would do. I had, I had that schedule and then after 12, then I work from 12 and I go back in the studio and write and record. Then I go pick up my daughter and then came home. So I implement those things in my own schedule. So that, that's just really my style. I'm able to do it and just do that. Um, same thing with, like I said, how I wrote the book. Once I say I'm going to do this every day, this is how it's going to be. I'm not going to be like veering off from the schedule crazy. I don't do that, man. I really, that's really how I roll. I, if I'm in there and I'm doing this, I'm going to do it hundred percent. And then when I say, all right, cool, I'm shutting that down. I'm working on this. So I think you have to set up your own timelines and parameters even if you're an artist, I think you have to set some schedule, man. You got to, you know, or you won't, you really, you'll be a scatterbrain and you'll be all over the map and you'll be like, you'll have 20 things done when, when you have 20 things done, but not one done. You know what I'm saying? 20 things to do, 20 things to do, but not one done. Wow. That's so true, man. And it makes so much sense. Like, like you was talking about earlier, like having that discipline to create that. Do you feel like if you was in New York, it would have been a little harder to do that? <laughs> Definitely. It's, you know why? Because in New York, you spend a lot of money daily. You know, 
I would, you know, in New York, you go, you go outside to hang out just to hang out, you know, like you go out to eat, you know, and then you hang out for a few hours and you say, yeah, I'm hungry again. Let's go eat here. You know, I was spending like, I would probably say $30 to $40 a day if wow. you think about it. Right. And in some regards, when you hang out, if you got money like that, you, you got it, you know, you go where you got to travel with. If you're driving, it's gas. If you're training, it's, you know, buying, you know what I mean? Whatever you need. And then when you get to your people's house and y'all work on music, whatever y'all working on, you got to eat. That's just part That's of the true. Yeah, yeah. And if you're there early afternoon, you know you're eating late on in the evening. Right, right, and, right. And you're going out probably. And then you bump into somebody and say, yo, they got this popping down here. So then now you, oh, I'll meet y'all later. Now you in there and you go from one thing to the next. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, um, this was like, like I say, man, this was like a blessing for me to like come down here and, you know, be able to do a lot. I've been able to do a lot down here, man. And just like get things done. And also just looking at the stage and age of where I'm at, it's just like, where I would want to be mm. in age. You know what I'm saying? Like I was able to be here. So I'm, I'm right where I feel like I'm at that place of, yo, I, I'm kind of chilling. You know what I'm mm. saying? <laughs> like, like, all right, yo, I'm I dig it. Yeah, I think that's why, I, I think where most people would want to be that's had the career I had, I think you probably would want to be right now kind of chilling. Like, chilling, yeah. Yeah, so I feel good. Wow, man. That's that's so dope, man. What's what's the scene like in Florida? You know, um, like I'm not sure what, what part of Florida are you at? I'm in uh Fort Myers area. Fort Myers, okay. Um, I actually did an interview with Midas the Beast like earlier this year. Yeah. I don't know too many MCs out of that area, but like talk to me a little bit about what the scene is like. Like, yeah. is there like a hip-hop scene? How does it compare? Well, it probably can't compare much to what is here in New York, but like, what's, what's, what's that feel like for you, you know, um, out there? Well, Midas, I see him probably like every year or so because he's, he's in Orlando. So he's a few hours from me. Um, but me and Midas, I was on his live the other day and we got, we did songs recently too, actually. He's actually on the album, Me and Superstition. So, um, you know, I go to Orlando and that scene is frequently it's pretty big because I mean, Orlando's a city. You got a basketball team. We talking about that's a city, city. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Where I'm, where I'm at, it's a city, but it's a little smaller, smaller population, of course. Um, so over there, the scene is real dope in Orlando, like that, man. And Fort Myers, they have a small scene as well. Um, there's a program I go to all the time. It's called GCL, Ghost Gulf Coast Leisure, and they have this dope open mic like every third Thursday. And they got in the museum downtown. It's crazy, mm. man. The gallery going on. You got art around you. Uh, poet realms that's out here as well. So I go to all the open mics, man. And um, I actually been going to most of the open mics as much as possible, actually looking for talent because I wrote a musical. So I've been going there to look for talent so I can kind of start recruiting people for auditions and things like that. But um, Orlando's dope, man. Um, you got close out there. Thurston is out there in that. In really? That okay. He's in that direction over there. My, my man Juni Ali, the Beat Ministry is over there. It's all this J Biz, Shaolin, uh, um, Shinobi. I mean, Shinobi's over there. My boy 
Dave Dodge over there. It's a lot of people in Orlando, man. A lot of people are they kind of scattered, like in the sense of like, do do y'all see each other often, or is just you just know that they in the area and they doing their own thing? Well, they're they're in their area in Orlando, and they they kind of all do their own thing. Right, right, right. Makes you know sense. What I'm it's, it's like being in New York in a way. It's 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 a whole bunch of different people working in different factions. Right, right, right. Car, Zars over there. Um, so they all are there, but they're all kind of different factions too. Like the Beat Ministry and Junior Ali, they have their own thing. Then you got Zar and Darkside, they have their own thing with Midas and them. And uh, there's different crews and stuff like that, but they all pretty much support the same events to an extent. Uh, Debbie Deb is out there. It's, it's big over there. So mm. I, I'm pretty much there every year, probably like two to three times, you know? doing shows or maybe visiting and hanging out and stuff like that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. man, it's, it's nice though. It's nice, man. I'll be honest. It's nice. You know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta get out there some point, man. I got a couple people that I know actually, I I got a good friend that moved out, moved down there not too long ago, man. So um, yeah, man, it seemed like Florida is that spot, you know, how y'all dealing though with the pandemic and everything right now? Cause I know it was some concerns out there. Like it's everybody, like at least everybody around you pretty good and everything. Yeah, we're we're all good, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy, like, cause yeah. you don't know. It's an invisible thing in a way, right? So you kind of just like gotta be super cautious. I'm going out. I gotta make sure I got like my stuff set up on the desk, like my survival kit. You know, yeah, going yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? I got the mask. I got a pin. I went to get food today. I gotta I gotta make sure I got I got the mask. I gotta make sure I got my own pin because they give you the receipt with the pin. I'm like, nah, I don't need your oh, pin. Oh, wow, okay. The little yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Got the so pin. taking heavy precautions, I hear that. I got my own pin, yeah. got the mask, I got the uh, hand sanitizer. Right, right, right. I got, I got this thing, it's called like a cootie, cootie key. The joint, <laughs> open, uh, the joint open doors. But yo, yo the, that's crazy. The other, right. thing, other thing, it push the buttons for you on a pin pad. Wow. So I'm 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 all over it, man. And I'm hoping even with all of that, I still don't feel like it's a hundred percent, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? yeah. But like that's what I'm saying. I got all that to go to the post office, it's like that, you know. Right, that, right, right, right. What's know? the what's the um how does summer feel <laughs> in Florida? Like, is it different right now, like totally different to what it usually feels like? Um, I think so, man. As far as like, can't go downtown. Downtown yeah. is real is real vibrant downtown and down here over here. Like, they got a lot of people hanging out there. You really can't do that. Everything's closed. Right, right, right. You know the beaches. Can't do the beaches like wow. that. Wow. Uh, yeah. But I still I still enjoy it. Going outside in the morning and, and walking the dog or yeah. like, sitting on the lanai in the back and just able to like look outside and just look at the trees and trying to like chill man I, I i still think it's um i still think it's dope just on the fact of i'm in a serene atmosphere to get work done yeah yeah you know i don't feel like i'm in a chaotic atmosphere and gotta run nowhere and do this and that i'm kind of just like all right cool what am i get done yeah I like that, like being around the elements of nature and stuff, it kind of inspires, you know, builds that motivation in you too, man. So that's dope, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I 
like I said, it's more so like happy where I am and still able to do everything I want to do. Yeah. So it's cool to sit there and I can absorb it. But then after a few minutes of absorbing it, it's also like, okay, it also gives me the energy and reinvigorates me to actually do things to maintain it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, mm. and be excited to do stuff. You know, I'm excited to, to write stuff. Also, like the weather in itself, it gets me excited to get up every day. Mm. You know, open if I open the window up, I know it's it's shining. I'm I'm ready to do something. So yeah, of course in New York, I love the winter. I miss the winters because I used to have the Tim's on. I, right, right, I, right. The bubble like coats and stuff. Yeah. The dressing of New York winter is what you like about winter. You yeah, like yeah. the fact you got the yeah. I don't like the cold at all, but the dressing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like the cold neither, but. The dressing aspect of New York word, word. wins wins no matter what weather it is. So you 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 don't care what the weather is. You come in, you got your situation on. You like you come up in a spot, you feel good. How you right, 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 right on. You know, and, and I think that's what's um, what's crazy about it. that's that's what I do miss the aspect of of dressing for the winter. I don't miss the winters, but I miss the fact that. You get the outfits right, ski and all that. You just, yo, you know, you come through, stomping through, come in the spot like, yo. Yeah, 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 dope, dope, dope. Wow, man. Yo, words, I had a pleasure talking to you tonight, man. Yeah, it was dope, it was man. I feel it's like that. been a long time, man. And I definitely don't want this to be the last, man. I want us to chop it up again at some point. You yeah. know, again, um, especially when you got that, hopefully, you know, maybe when Superstition and you drop something, yeah. Yeah, long, yeah. Like I said, man, I think I think it'll be like next year. Right okay. now, right now wouldn't really be a good time. I mean, it's yeah, a good yeah, time yeah. to hear music. I think people are listening to music, but like at the same time, I don't think you're able to really I will I would like to travel and we film me and him probably talking Word. about what we're doing it. Stuff like that. You really can't do but so much of that. You can do it, but you know, I ain't trying to, we're not trying to risk health, health stuff and like that with families. So, mm. you know, but yeah, man. But before we go, man, to tell the people some of the highlights in the book, man, certain things that you, you feel like, you know, would really, gra they, they would really gravitate to as they, um as they read the book based on how you see it. Yeah. So, so the book, it's, uh, it's my, it's my rhymes and you read it at your own pace. Mm. You know, all the artists and music that we like and we listen to, we listen to it and we nod and we keep it going. And you go to the next song with this. It's kind of like you can read the line, pause. You can see my narrative thought of why I wrote that rhyme. This mm -hmm. is like the director's commentary on while watching the movie. So like it's me telling you, like, when, when I wrote this particular rhyme, this is my mindset behind it, why I feel like this. Uh, so I would say one of my favorite songs that I've ever written is called Test of Time. Um, and I tell everybody for the most part to, to tell their, to play it for their parents and play it for your grandparents. So if you get a chance, a song called Test of Time or let them read the story. Let them read the, the, the story that's written in the song. Just give them the book and say, read this real quick. Um, so when you, for those out there, when you get a chance, check out Test of Time and listen to the story. Um, and what I write about that, there's another one called Diamonds. 
And I actually have pictures in the book of me traveling um, as well. So got pictures in there, me in South Africa and oh. stuff like that. So, you know, posing this and that. And kind of like, you know, us overseas, you know, got the brothers in there, me and Soweto. Um, mm. So you get to see a lot of that type of stuff for the journey. And part of that journey is a part of that song, Diamonds, about how the world is bigger than you think. So then I'll, I'll give you some stories about that. So it's really, um, I think it just helps people to understand, like, Tupac and Biggie's gone, right? You know, we got some of our most famous uh, artists that we love, that we cherish to this day, um, that pass away, and we never get to really ask them what they meant by that. Mm. With this, you're able to read it and say, wow, okay, okay, I see, I never thought about that. I never see that because a bar, it can be very powerful, but sometimes you saying a sentence to me um, needs a discussion. So with, with the bars that I wrote in here, I'm able to provide the discussion about mm, it. Mm. And that's, that's what the book is about. Dope, dope, dope. And I feel I feel kind of like, man, I should have been able to like check this out before I spoke with you because I'm usually like really into that type of stuff, man. But nonetheless, I'm just glad that you were able to share at least some insight about this book. I'm gonna definitely go get the book, at least yeah. the digital version and check it out, man. And um, maybe we'll have you again in the future to talk a little bit more about it. But um, again, man, thank you so much for oh, this man, time. Catching up, man. I really, I really appreciate this, but I also, I want to say, big you up for the perseverance to still be doing it. I mean, I've seen you, man, from, from when you just started to yeah. get it going yeah. and, you know, to watch you grow and stay consistently with doing it and the people you interviewing it over the course of time, knowing how the game is, man. I salute you, man, for, for that, man. So I'm very proud of you myself, man. You know, brother. Brother, brother. that means the world to me, man. Thank I really God. appreciate Thank that, man. I was telling Cy Marshall the other day, I was like, yo, I had moments where I wanted to give this thing up, man. Like, right. you know, is this something like when you feel, and it, I, I was also, it was like, had to do with family. You know what I mean? Like sometimes right. you go through stuff and it's like, yo, it's not working out too well right now. I got other priorities that I got to handle. But right. this thing just keeps calling me back. Like I love being able to share you know, about dope artists like yourself and, and, and so many people that I feel like don't get the recognition they deserve or, or even just like for me, it, it's never about like how well, you know, never about hype. It's all about, yo, is if your music resonates with me and I feel like I could put it out there, I just love being able to share that, man. So it means a lot to hear that from you, man. Like, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, man. I know, I know the journey, man. I yeah. know it. This, this ain't easy, man. It ain't easy, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's not easy. So for us to be doing this, it's actually, um, it's more important that we've done it now than, than we did it earlier because it showed how passionate we both were to meet at the top. Wow. You know? Yeah, man. So what, what else is in store for you, man? I know, I, obviously I know you got some projects coming out, but like, let me ask you this. Yeah. What what is that thing that you would like to do that would really make it like make that staple for you to say, yo, like 
I've reached, you know what I'm saying? Like I finally, <laughs> you know, I have, I have those moments myself where I'm like, if I ever get this MC or this artist, yo, I could probably retire, you know what I mean? Like, but I probably won't, I'll probably continue, but is there a level of like, yo, I want to be able to achieve this. And once I get there from that point, whatever it be, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Are you there already? You know what I'm saying? Or you feel like you, yeah. I'll give you insight on it, man. I kind of, one of the first things when I went and got my master's, right? I got a master's in music business. And when, oh. I, first, when I went to get that, one of the first classes said, you got to learn the difference between objectives and goals. You get what I'm saying? And why, why I say that is, is because we wake up with goals and most of my friends and a lot of my friends have goals. So I, it's been dope with me on the phone with them, kind of helping them work on the objectives more so than the goal. So the book is, is one of the objectives towards a bigger goal. But at one point the book was a goal, mm. you know what I'm saying? But I had the objectives. Some of the objectives was getting up in the morning. Some of them was gathering all of this. Some of them was that, and then I reached the goal on that. Now that I got this goal, this is only an objective to getting the musical done. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Wow. So about this, yeah. and then I got a couple other things I need to do, Objective, the objectives, and then yeah. the goal in the musical. After I get to the musical, that musical is part of the objectives towards me actually getting a film. Yeah, it's like steps, steps yeah. to that point, yeah. Yeah, but a lot I of like people it. skip the steps, man. I mean, that's just real, like. Word, word. You know, the hustle mentality is, yo, when you tell somebody, yo, you know, you should probably do this and then you got to do this. Yeah, no, nah, I hear you, but I got this going on over here. So I think I'm going to do it. And then that don't work because they're trying to, you know, shortcuts. So um, that's, that's, that's what I'm looking at. So the final, not the final, but when I'm in that realm is when I'm doing the, the features, the films, the, the features. So that's where I'm at. So the next thing, though, more books, but the books are there. And then now the musical, musical to theater. Yeah. Wow. To theater. Movie theater, man. Wow. That's, that's, you you that's, know, it doesn't even surprise me, words, because you you you've acted before, you know what I'm saying? Like Lyricist Lounge was like a video show, you know what I mean? Like, so I didn't even think about that, but it makes total sense, like you being able to to take yourself to the big screen and you know. Like you're a very talented brother, man. And I, 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 I could see, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my, uh, I mean, I did it kind of backwards in a way. I went straight to TV without a record deal. So, wow. you know, when I did the lounge, so it was kind of different. I did it kind of backwards. Yeah, yeah. But um, now that I learned those things, so on and so forth, um, that's that's how I view it. I view it's gonna go from this and go to the musical. I got the musical written. I actually have it in my phone, like eight eight tracks, half wow. of it. Half it's of it already done. in the plans, yeah. I got half of it done with music and the lyrics and stuff like that and demoed up. And then, like I said, I then go to the to the theater, go to the movie theaters. But that musical, there's objectives before I get to that musical, man. So I'm working on the objectives now yes. before I get to that musical. But uh, I know it's there, but I know I, that's the main thing. I got to stay stay on the course, man. Yeah, people, yeah. Like, people don't like to stay on the course, man. I'm telling yeah. <laughs> It's hard, man. It's hard, but I don't play that game, man. Yeah. 
I'm like this. Nah, this ain't done. And I got that from Ace. I can say that. Wow. He's very first. That ain't gonna make sense. The logic, the logical aspect of it. Yeah. And, and understanding that. So I take that a lot into into perspective of what do I got to do first, then this, then that, and this, and it gets achieved. And I find to be way more successful doing it like that. I'm gonna definitely be looking for those objectives, man. I'm gonna be like, next one, I'm gonna be like, they go another objective checked off right there for words. Write them so, down. Yo, on the real, yeah. I tell you, write them down too. Like, not everybody's gonna be able to, you know, I think that's a huge another issue. We we freestyling it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, this, yeah. We, yeah. yo, uh, to get this done, and somebody tell you, you gotta do this and that. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know, I, I got the phone, I got the phone, I got the notes, I got the to do list going on. I got a to-do list. I got the little circles next to it. So um, being organized is is a very key that I see holds a lot of us back a lot of times. So I, I definitely would suggest get structure and get, get some organization going on with, with accomplishing these things because um, you, you'll see it. You'll see it, you know? Yeah. You'll see it. You'll what, what helps you with your structure? Is there like a planner that you use? Is there anything like technological? that you use that kind of helps to keep you on track? Yeah, I, like I said, I do a to-do a to-do list. Just to, okay. To-do, to-do to, list. Write it off pad. Write it on there in my phone, to-do yeah. list. Got then, it. Once I got that done, boom, next thing done, boom, or, or I got that one done. And nope. that, that way, some people need that visual aid to see yeah. where they're going. Right. Without that visual aid, you know, and the reminder and the, the accountability that list to keep you accountable. Um, so and also, like you said, putting it out there on social media, that's that's another level of accountability. You already put it out there. So now you got everybody seeing you got to kind of live up to it. It's actually a strategy when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely go with that strategy. It keeps me on point. If I put yeah. a deadline up there. Yo, it's going to be out by this day. I'm going to try to make that day, you know, right. because, you know, I hold that in high regards. Just what I say is what it is. So I think we just got to be a little more organized to get things accomplished. You know what I'm saying? So dope, dope, dope. Yeah. Listen again, Wordsworth. Thank you again, man. Much success to you. Tell the people where they can find you online. Give them the, the you know, the um, where they can find the book again. And you know, just um close out with your with your socials and stuff. Yeah, uh at Wordsworth B K L Y N. That's me on Instagram at Wordsworth underscore EMC on Twitter. Uh I'm on Facebook, got the Wordsworth page, and then I got my my real page with my my real name. I'm on either or you can hit me there. Uh book the book. What words are worth value one new beginning? Right now, it's out there on Amazon. So um, order on Amazon. Even got me on the back with my, you know, with everything. My, my, get my. That's master. from your masters. That's um when you got your masters. Yeah. So dope, dope. I, I got that on there. Uh, got my bio in there with a lot of the things we were discussing that I've been accomplishing and so on and so forth. And um, yeah, man. So. Go out there, support it. Contact me if you got questions about it or whatever. If, you, if you're trying to, I've had people in Australia trying to get it and they say, oh, we can't get it here. I, I figure it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I will help you figure it out, you know? Salute, salute. 
And also for our listeners out there, I mean, you guys gonna see me a little bit more on YouTube. I thank you again, Words, for doing this. I haven't been doing a lot on Out The Box TV, but if you know, Out The Box TV has been like the first thing I started doing. That's like from 2009. So anybody checking this out, you'll see like we got so much interviews with so much artists. So I'm gonna be trying to do that more. But in the meantime, listeners out there, viewers out there, go check out Out The Box Talks, our podcast. Me and my co-host, A-Level, we do this podcast called Out The Box Talks. Lately, I've been doing a lot of interviews solo with a lot of artists. That's on, um, you can find that on anchor.fm, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. It's strictly audio. Uh, this episode will be up there as well, man. But um, definitely keep checking us out. The website is outtheboxmedia.com. You can subscribe on that website. Also hit the subscribe button here on YouTube. I ain't get a chance to say that in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> subscribe I'm, button. I'm gonna go to the YouTube page for sure. And, and, Word and up. Subscribe for sure. No doubt, man. But much success to you, man. man I'm so man. proud yeah. of- You can always call me, man, about whatever. Not even just on some, yo, what's up music, what you got going on? Just like Respect, navigate, navigating, you know Respect, what I'm saying? brother. Just to navigate. Yes, man. Yes, man. So I'm definitely going to be checking for the book and for all the new stuff you got coming out, man. I love when I hear new music from you, but I feel like this book will hold me down. Yeah, you know? Champion Sounds is out now. Me, Pearl Gates, produced by Quincy yes. Tunnel. So check out that album, Champion Sounds. We got Coogee Rap on there, Talib Kweli on there, Master Ace on there, uh, Lee Lee's, uh, we got We got a whole bunch of different people on there, man, that just uh, of a certain cloth. Rashid mm. Pell is on there and uh, we got videos for it and everything. Champion Sounds, that's out now. So um, I wanted to make sure I say that. Shout out to my man, Pearl Gates and everybody. Big ups to Pearl Gates, man. All right, man, Wordsworth, you have a good night, man. I'm gonna definitely keep checking for the music and the book and everything. And to all our listeners out there, make sure y'all check in all our viewers. You know, I was I know a few people left some comments. So, um, okay. you know, big ups to the people that was you know, leaving the comments and stuff, but. I'll go, I'm gonna go on the YouTube and actually, if it's some comments or questions, I'll go back and respond to them too. Good looking, man. Good looking out, man. So right. words, man, you have a good night, man. We are gonna keep looking out for the music and the book and everything, man.